Okay, Metallica, the Black Album. It's got 12 songs. It's an hour and two minutes long. It's the fifth studio album by uh, Metallica, released on August 12th, 91. Uh, commonly, commonly referred to as the Black Album because of the packaging, but it's really self-titled. It's Metallica, Metallica. Uh, recorded at one-on-one studios, Los Angeles, over eight-month span. Uh, that frequently found Metallica at odds with their new producer, Bob Rock. Uh, marked a significant change in the band's sound from thrash metal to a slower, heavier, more refined sound. They released five sing- singles uh, Into Sandman, The Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters, Wherever I May Roam, and Sad But True. Uh, also, Don't Treat on Me, but it didn't really chart that well. Um, uh, got widespread critical acclaim the band's best-selling album uh, it was certified 16 times platinum selling 16 million records in the United States uh, that was a big seller worldwide I think it's like 30 or 40 million now uh, what else Number 235 on Rolling Stones, the 500 greatest albums of all time. Uh, Metallica was impressed with Bob Rock's production work on Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood, decided to hire him. Um, uh, At the time, Lars Ulrich said, we feel we still had our best record in us and Bob Bob Rock could help us make it. Rock said he was expecting the production to be easier, but had trouble working with the band, leading to frequent enraged arguments with the band members over aspects of the album. Rock wanted Hatfield to write better lyrics and found his experience recording with Metallica disappointing. Uh, So at the end of it, Rock swore that he would never work with the band again, Uh, but then he did. So... (laughs) All right, this is this is one of your this is one of your big albums, isn't it, Dan? This is the first like proper metal record I listened to and bought. I was very excited so, to hear it. So what what was your first exposure to it? I remember I bought this through one of those mail order. You get a catalog and you order the tape. Yes. And they send you a tape and you get like buy three tapes, you get two free kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I bought it and I couldn't wait for it to turn up. And like I say, I was just getting into music. I'd listened to, you know, I was into Vanilla Ice and stuff before this. Hey, that's music. <laughs> CNC Music Factory, Snap. <laughs> and this was going to be, I was like, I'm going to try this heavy metal thing. So I got it and turned up in the mail. And I put on my headphones and I put it on and I was expecting I was expecting a huge blast. Instead I got the ding the ding the ding the ding the ding 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 on like the opening clean guitars. That's the wrong song. That's the wrong album. What? It's all the same. That's one. Um so anyway, and then the song builds and the big guitars and it rips off and then it's just big catchy riff like 
I thought, wow, this is way more melodic than I thought heavy metal was going to be. And uh, great vocals. Those guitars were huge and so smooth sounding. I, I think it's like whiskey, you know, like a nice, like one of those really potent whiskeys, but it's smooth and it just goes down, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And ah, it was incredible. And the guitar solo with the wah-wah, oh, the wah-wah. It was incredible. It, was, it mm-hmm. was so cool. Very impressed. Yeah, that was my first impression. It was it was into Sandman. Mm-hmm. Later on, I went into their earlier albums, and they were like way faster, a lot more ferocious sounding. This was my first. I think it's like a training wheels to get you into heavy metal. This album, That's kind of my <laughs> impression. Sure, sure. What What are your thoughts, Brad? Uh, I remember seeing the, like my first exposure to Metallica was seeing the Enter Sandman music video would have been on MTV or RTR countdown or something. And it was like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a big Mack truck, like driving through the desert or something Is that in that video. Yeah. The sleeping and, in uh, bed in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And I remember as a kid. It just seemed like a horror film, you know. I would have been eleven or something, and I was like, "That nah, it's too scary for me. I'm out. I'm listening." You know, I'm I'm still listening to rock set. <laughs> yeah, at the time, and uh, like Metallica. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they've never really been a big band for me. Uh, for me, the Black Album, I understand, and listening to it for this, I was like, "Okay, I get, I get where this this." sits this is pretty definitive and heavy rock and it speaks to i don't know the male aesthetic it's heavy it's reasonably angry you were saying it's melodic i i you know i see there's melodic parts but i wouldn't call it particularly melodic um well i'm talking so in like the, the you know if you've got a band like sepultura you know oh, sure <laughs> This is a like I say, like the trash. This, this, yeah, this isn't this isn't trash. This is this is yeah. kind of uh, you'd call it soft metal. You know, like it's it's heavy, but it's not heavy. You know what I mean? <laughs> In a way, it's more like uh, Black Sabbath. If you've heard their first albums, sure, where it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like it is today when it's it's corn and things like that, where it's just yeah. absolute screaming and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like I understand its its place and where it fits in. You know, between there's all the hair metal and thrash of the early, uh, sorry, the mid late eighties, and then this came in. You can tell it's they're more produced, they're more mainstream. Let's get a producer. Let's you know, let's 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 make bank. It's their let's make bank album. It's got the five singles, right? Huge. Everybody knows Into Sandman. I think what they did um, since it came out in 1991, it's been in the top 200 selling albums every year between then and now. Did you know that? Yeah, I it's imagine nev- so, it's yeah. never it's never dropped out of the top 200 selling albums in a year ever, which is madness, right? Um, so it's just it's part of the 
it's just part of culture now. But for me, not being a big listener of it, it's not an album that's ever been on high rotation. Going into it for this and having a listen, I get the singles. You see why they release them where it sits. But with today's eyes listening to it and my, you know, where I stand, it's just, it's a hard listen, right? Right. I get it. Get where it fits. But for me to, I don't know, like even into Sandman, classic riff, classic song. But as soon as I hit the first chorus, I'm like, okay, I know this is, this isn't taking me on a journey. I know where into Sandman's going. Unforgiven's probably, I think that's the best song on the album, right? Purely because it feels like a journey. It has a, um, I don't know, a better tone. It's quite cinematic. Whereas the rest, I think they just went for. Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which, which appeals. You know, I kind of dig that. It's got a kick-ass solo from Hammond, which I saw he struggled with when they recorded it, but it all came out okay. Um, but yeah, it's just the, like the, the tone of the whole album doesn't doesn't hit me in the feels you know what i mean like it it just i don't know how do i word it yeah i don't know you go (laughs) you know interesting things to me is 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 it the sellout album the fifth album, the sellout album, where they started releasing five singles, but only released one before. Much more melodic. They cut it down. They wanted to get on the radio. Yeah. This this kind of was the big push album, I imagine. Is it a sellout yeah. album? Um, the other, uh, you know, is it the sellout album? But also the other thing I was thinking is, is this, the best album if it's the biggest selling album you know those two big questions mm. um well is it is the, it is it metallica's best album no <laughs> what's the best for album? me that I'd, i i couldn't really say to me like kill them all is their rough and raw album it's it's a great listen i love it but they hadn't matured yet. And to me, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All was, they were mature. They found mm. themselves. Um, and then Load and Reload get criticised. I think they re- they got lots of really great songs on them. Um, mm. uh, and possibly better songs than some of the songs on the black album here and i think they're two latest albums hardwired and death magnetic uh some of their best stuff they've done too i really like mm. them. black album i do find there's some pretty uninspired stuff here um <laughs> i think the struggle within for me you can just delete that one <laughs> the final song on the album it can yeah. just go yeah um one thing that struck me on listening back to this as well is just for set listing, um, the God that failed and friend of misery stuck right next to each other and they're quite similar in feel and tone and pace. Mm. Feels a little yep. heavy ended at the end of putting them together. 
that's the whole that's that's the whole album i think you know you want an album where you i think classic albums and you know this you know regardless of my opinion of metallica's back album this is a classic album we know it it's indisputable but and as a for a classic album whether it's you know we did Weezer's blue or you know any album that you class as a complete classic you want to put it on at the start and you want to listen to it right to the end and you want it to have at least a cohesive tone from start to finish right if it's an album you know like you think of the white album by the beatles that's all over the show tonally right it's a classic album you want sort of set your tone and go for it that's where i really struggled with the black because i felt apart from again you know a couple of song sections are again there you know unforgiven the tone across the album is like bob rock went this is the drum sound this is the guitar sound this is the bass sound these are the eq settings this is what i'm putting on the desk right just run that through for the album you know like it's just all i find them all real samey right from track one to the end which is great if you love that but I found it, I just uh, I just found it tiring for my ears almost. Yeah. One thing I kind of, I was like, this is a classic album. Mm. I hadn't listened to it while. When I re-listened to it, I actually re- liked it so much more than I remember liking it. Oh, sorry. But I'm going to nitpick. <laughs> the through the never, <laughs> hey, like the opening we riff are is like, no. The opening riff of Through the Never sounds like a warm-up exercise. It's not music. Like it's... It's like... In a way, you're just thinking, what are they doing? It's like, it's not a riff. It's just like getting your fingers warm. Yep. As an opening to yep. a song, it's not like battery where it's da dun dun, dun dun You know, it's mm-hmm. got a theme, it's got a chord progression, it's got something to it. This is dugga 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 dugga. And mm. they repeated it a bunch in the song. There's a few riffs that do get very, very similar in a couple of the songs. Um not sure what that is. Um but then yeah, there's, there's also there's, just there's so a lot awesome of stuff. Yeah, but you could almost what when I listen to it, you could go it's it's riff based rock, right? Here's the Enter Sandman riff. Here's this, you know, sad but true or whatever. You could almost get at chuck it into Pro Tools and take the riffs from different songs and put them together and make another song. You know, like it's just they're playing cut and paste rock riff rock. Well, that's what that's what they were doing though. They were making riff tapes. And then just grabbing bits and stuffing it together and then filling it in the gaps later on, trying to make a song out of it, mm. maybe coming up with another bit if they need it. And that's always kind of what they've done. Mm. Um, I guess that's Metallica. I mean, but the solos, even, you know, Hammond is shredding, you know, he's like a Satriani kid. But the same thing, you could take a solo out of one song and slap it in another and it would sound just fine. You know, like it's... It all seems pretty interchangeable. And are you talking about Bob Rock and his production? Who did he do? He'd done Motley Crue and a few other people. I think bon he did like Bush and stuff afterwards. 
classic album wise i think this one rates and i this i'm not going to make friends with this one with you but i think metallica's black and nirvana nevermind are two of the most poorly produced or mixed albums <laughs> classic albums out there right you think of it just blew you know, my mind with that one yeah. <laughs> No, if you go and listen to it, like again, you know, coming from uh, my standpoint, if you listen to the drum sound on Nevermind, it's amazingly played. Fuck me, Dave Grohl, like it's played brilliantly. But if you listen to the actual tone and sound of the drums, it's a bit shit, right? But because it's in this wicked track, it doesn't matter, right? Same thing listening to the Black Album. You listen to the sound of the drums. Pretty shit. It's like they put a microphone right where the beta hits the skin and it's real like, I know they wanted it to be punchy, but it just sounds like someone's got a fucking, um, you know, they're whacking a cardboard box. <laughs> I was going to say that the drums were cavernous and huge. <laughs> no. People praise so you, the ja- drums. I've just been they, watching people hey, all over. I'm Engineers not fucking going, every, album I'm not people. incredible. That if you really listen to it with a with an outside mind, you want a great drum sound. Fucking Nirvana's in utero, right? That's killer. Fucking powerful. Sounds roomy, but it all, you're bottom, right? Take a Led Zeppelin album. It's, that's huge and cavernous, but also solid, right? Whereas this one, it sounds like same thing. You grab your drumstick, you get a large like. Well, the snare uh, is sampled. Is it? Yeah, that's why it, it, there's no deviation in sound throughout the album. It's, I didn't know that. That sucks. Yeah. But like the, the sound of the... You're talking about a live working. drum sound. Well, no, it's, it's Exactly, which is a good yeah. drum sound, right? Whereas never mind this overproduced drums doesn't, doesn't work. Sounds like you're hitting a box and putting on masses of reverb. Oh, that's great, mate. <laughs> I feel happier for production-wise, you can hear the bass. Jason Newstead got, you know, got some due. Bass Apparently, sounds amazing. The, yeah. Is it the album before there's no bass at all? Justice yeah, for all. Pretty much. But um, honestly, who cares? <laughs> it's a heavy metal album. Like. That's right. And that's the uh, thing, how many though. albums do you really hear the bass anyway? <laughs> uh, yeah. On a big, thick guitar, you know, if you're going to Se- Sepultura, if you're going to Stormtroopers of Death and stuff like that, who really hears the bass? <laughs> you don't come for the bass and your big metal. Everybody, everybody's lines. listening on tinny earphones anyway now, right? They're not hearing it. Yeah. I mean, they just kicked Dave Ellison out of uh, Megadeth. Uh, I think there was about half a second of <gasps> oh, okay, <laughs> on to the next one. Doesn't yeah, matter. I remember guys when I was in high school, and again, I'm a few years behind you. I remember one of the talent shows, I must have been in sixth form or something. Um, and the local boys played Sad But True, and that was the first time I'd ever heard it, right. I, um, killer riff, yeah, it's it's pretty solid. This song's epic. I don't, 
And I remember going, I remember listening to it. I had no idea it was Metallica, right? I just, it was these, I don't know, four or five kids on a shitty stage at Tipuki High School belting out Sad But True. And I was like, fuck, that's a pretty mean song. I wonder who does that. And you know, I didn't find out for years that it was Metallica, you know? Is that story going somewhere? Or just- no, that's it. That's my story. <laughs> In the Sandman, glorious. Yeah. I, I you want to talk Wawa about test. the you did, Go ahead. Wawa test. 12 songs on here. Only I got one, two, three, four, five songs with Wawa on here. So the myth that Kirk Hammett Wawa is on everything. No, less than half. Is um, is of the five songs that have wah wah, are they are they the five singles? Uh Unforgiven <laughs> does not have wah wah. Oh it would have been so much better if it did. Nothing else matters, doesn't have wah wah. I was gonna say um one of these songs, is it of the god god that failed? I just want to point out Kirk Hammer MVP. His solos on this album are incredible. He's he's just so good. Um, yes and no. Like I said before, I think his solos can <laughs> be moved from any song to another. I, I completely disagree. He, he, good. He's just incredible. I forgot. There's one song where he uses a pedal and it sounds like a synthesizer, like it's trying to make it sound like a... Uh, ah, My Friend mm-hmm. of Misery. I got a masterpiece. Verse guitar riff is incredible. Beautiful sounding bass, incredible line. Weeping guitar solos with volume fades. Incredible lead sound. No, it's like some kind of synthy thing. That's such a good song. So, yes. right. I mean, I understand that the tone and the sound of Metallica, the rockness appealed to you, right? Were you sitting as a teenage boy in your room connecting? with Hetfield's lyrics? Uh, as a teenage boy, I could not give a rat's ass about lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guitars, dude. It's the added. It's, um, what's that thing in singing? Um, you don't have to know what you mean, just mean what you say. Sure. Attitude. Yeah. I had no idea what Kurt Cobain was talking about. No, he was he was singing with marbles in his mouth. It's true. Oh, yeah, it's all attitude. Um, I fall for man. That stuff can get pretty cheesy, but then at the end of the day, you're there for the big guitars and the awesome guitar solos mm. and 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 just the theatrics of it all. Um, it is it is theatrical. I'll give you that. But like um, you know, I there is some deeply whole... personal stuff here though. Like the God that failed. And holier than thou, because Hatfield had a very religious upbringing. Uh, yeah. Christian science didn't go well. Um, was it the mother died of cancer? They wouldn't mother treat died her because of, of it, all that. Yeah. Um, that's deeply imperson- personal stuff. But at the end of the day, like, it's good to know, but I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what he's singing about. He's just, Yeah. Doesn't he, when he writes songs, he sort of scat sings, doesn't he? And then he just slaps words in over top of it. He's just figuring out the syllables and the words fit in place and it's 
doesn't really matter as long as the syllables are right. You know, the, yeah. the musicians, they're really, Metallica are instrumentals and the vocals are kind of incidental. Um, mm. I want to get into the sellout thing. <laughs> they did, um, they, a lot of bands have done the album where they've just gone, okay, we're going to sell out. We're going to see how many records we can sell if we try. I remember Bruce Springsteen being very honest where he said, born in the USA, they just copied the synth sounds from Michael Jackson and said, we're going for it. See how many records we can do. Yeah. Um, Metallica has said when they did Injustice for All, they had a lot of eight, nine-minute songs. They could only fit a few songs on a set list when they were playing live. They said people were getting bored. They wanted to cut it down. Um, and they wanted Bob Rock to help them trim it down to this. Mm. And I think, you know, like they say, they went as far as they could go with that overcomplicated mess. Like, Justice for All took complicated, but as far as they could possibly go with it, I think. But didn't they go back to that with like um, um, Death Magnetic? Isn't that sort of a, they're trying to get back to that style yep. or not really? Gone back to that. But at that point, they wanted to trim it back a bit, which mm. I can understand. Um, they also did the big push with uh, Nothing Else Matters, very different kind of a song for them. I think it's great. Played it every wedding since it's ever been released. <laughs> uh, it's got classical guitar. It's got like blues leads. It's got metal riffing. It's got uh, the orchestra by Michael Kamen. Uh, and just an awesome solo from James. Had, um, had Metallica had any big like hit singles prior to this album? I know one was a hit, but was it like a smash hit? I don't, you know, I think that album sold 10 million records or something disgusting like that. Was that prior to Black coming out that it sold 10 Bef- million? Before that, it was all tape trading um, and mm. word of mouth, and they just got onto bigger bills and bigger bills, and the word went around. The fourth album was the first time they did a, a video and a radio single. single. Mm. Was one right? Yeah, and then the fifth album, there it's yeah, it does seem like it was the big push. I would say I don't find anything is it wrong the, with that. Is it the sellout though? Is it the sellout? Are they like? I think the sellout was when they cut their hair for the following album, wasn't it? And they went grunge. Um, you know, I saw James Hatfield tell a story where he said after they did the video for one, but it, it's it's still a long song, even though they edited it down to seven minutes. It's still basically a horror movie for the video, uh, all black and white, and the song's not commercial at all. It's not like what you would think for a radio single one. And he said that they did that. He was walking down the street one day, and a fan came up to him, spat in the face, spat right in James's face and said, you sold out. I hate you. Uh-huh. And, and James said something like, yeah, we sold out every seat and <laughs> walked off, you know. <laughs> I think it's at a point where you do realize you can't please anyone. <laughs> you can't please everyone. Yeah. Really. yeah and yeah. they kind of just went, screw it. If we're going to be rock stars, let's just be rock stars and do it, you know? Well, and I imagine they, they were change? older at that point as well. And, you know, they wanted to do a love song. That's true. Did amazing, they change? He's a, 
Like he's Record an emotional label. human being. Record label. Um, that's kind of the change, isn't it? You know, you think if you're selling out, you're getting on, you know, you've been on your indie label and then you're getting on, you know, the major label for your for your big sellout radio single album. Mm. Uh, so Electra, it's been pretty con- constant, I think. They've, I don't think they've done any huge label popping. All right. Uh, Electra, is that who the doors are on? I don't know. Mm. Possibly. Anyway. Mm. All right. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to answer your question, I'd say, yeah, this is totally a sellout album. From what? I've heard of the previous albums and the style. This is a definite dumbing down for the masses of their metal sound. And I think the, like everything is, you know, almost half paced, you know, that it's just that sort of beat that would, apart from the solos, mind you, that would fit in a stadium setting, you know, like you think of the big stadium crunching songs that are going to relate to the audience and be heard clearly in the back. It's not going to be thrash metal. It's going to be the ACDC style simplification, simplification of the drums, especially on this album by far, right? He's just doing a pretty simple stomp whack for most of the album with the occasional flourish that's going to hit well in the stadium setting and make the money. But you know why it makes the money? Because people love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the music people love. You know, they kind of, yeah, they made themselves more accessible, but people love that. And I imagine they love it too. They, they probably, it probably felt to be a complete relief. Probably total relief to them, you know, that uh, we we can we can take it easier. The songs aren't so complicated; they aren't so fast. They're not such an effort to get through, and and people are enjoying it because they said people's eyes were glazing over when they're yeah. doing the really long, complicated stuff. And they're songs that they wouldn't play because they were just too hard. Life, they're like there was Dire Z, it was just too fast. It drove them mental. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, it's like you can say they sold out, but then it's like, is there anything wrong with selling out? And well, possibly, you know, you're getting older. You're like you're ten years older than you began, and you're kind of like, I kind of want to do something different than. Are they they're still in their twenties for black, or are they crack thirty? Uh, yeah, they're probably in the rather under thirty, probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I see they're not. Not too mature. All right, so skippability of the Black Album for you. It surprised me. How many me. songs uh, do you never skip? You know, because it's been around such a long time. There are the mainstays, Into Sam and Sad But True. Um, nothing else matters. God, fell. yeah. But listening back to it, giving it another chance, I, I really enjoyed it, and I just found Struggle Within is the only one I just can't do. <laughs> And it's always mm. been that way. I never, never got into that song. So on, on repeated listens, 
your 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 finger is firmly off the skip button until track twelve. Yeah. All right. See, and I guess that's the that's what I was saying about how overall the tone of it. If you like that tone and the sound, you're in it. You know, nothing nothing's going to throw you out. Right? It's I'm in the zone. I'm I there. was so much more in the zone than I remember being in the zone before and just really enjoyed listening to it. Is that because 12. you haven't listened to it in, in ages? Yeah. Like if it was on if it was on your regular rotation, how often would you get through Enter Sandman? Quite often. I, I, I stand by that song. Okay. See, that yeah. song, I'll listen to it and I'm in it until the talky bit. Now I lay me down to sleep and I'm, I'm moving on. Love it. <laughs> To me, sad but true and into Sandman. Never never really get sick of those. And wherever my I may roam, I probably play that on acoustic guitar f- at least four days a week. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first Metallica song you learned to play? Into Sandman. This is the first uh, easy guitar book I got, and I learned I used to know all the riffs. Sweet. Hmm. Love it. Can you play Nothing Else Matters in its entirety? Uh, nah, I never really got into finger picking. I know the chordy things. Yeah. I know the basic Sweet. chords and I just sort of strum my way through it, strummy pick my way through it, you know? All right. So you're 11 out of 12. For me, being, being straightforward, this is not my bag. I would probably give it. Like Unforgiven, I dig. Saboteur, I dig. And a Sandman, look. If I didn't know what was coming, you know, I'd get through it. But I think it's just been overplayed. Nothing else matters is rad. And that's probably <laughs> it for me, man. Just those can singles. You, can you hate on out. an album for being too popular, though? What? Uh, it's, it's, oh, I've yes, played you it can. so many times now. I'm sick of it. <laughs> no, no, not I've played it. I've just heard it. You know, it's on. If you listen to the rock, Metallica gets played every fucking hour and a half. You know, like it's not like, you know, yeah. even I don't own the Black Album. I, up to this point, had never played it on my Spotify, right? But I know Enter Sandman from front to back. Same with Unforgiven. Yeah. It's sad but true because they're just on. They're so part it's like of secondhand the, the smoking universe. for you. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know how to play a lot of the shit on guitar, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, like, you know, if we go back to the day of going to a record store, I wouldn't be picking up the Black Album. Well, 40 40 million other people picked it up. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, For me... Out of five cat's meows, I, I'm going to have to give it a pretty solid four and a half point eight cat's meows. Woo. One from over <laughs> here. <laughs> All right. We've done it. Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you yep. want. We have yeah, no idea us. how it works. We need cash. Yeah for whores and Vegemite yeah and what good day no oh, right. tell them the other thing oh what was the other thing subscription um, oh look you could you could subscribe if you want to if you want to hear the sound of our sweet sweet voices 
in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it uh, out. Wouldn't you do this? Come on, you guys. <laughs>